Hi, I'm Gracie Sarkeesian, the Executive Director at the NYU Wasserman Center, and this is All in a Day's Work, the podcast we've created for you. The NYU network is expansive, and our alumni have an array of unique experiences. All in a Day's Work will bring you episodes featuring members of the NYU community doing interesting work and navigating the professional world. We're excited to share their stories with you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello, and welcome to All in a Day's Work. My name is Sean Merchant, and today I'm speaking with Matthew Cole Weiss, a screenwriter, director, and supervising producer at TMZ. Matthew, thank you so much for being here. Hello, my name is Matthew Cole Weiss. I'm a screenwriter, producer, director, and supervising producer of TMZ on TV. Thank you, Matthew. I mean, clearly you've had some really fascinating roles throughout your life. Um, What got you interested in doing this kind of work? Well, it all started when I was younger and um, I wanted to be an actor. There was no question in my mind that's what I was going to do. And I did, you know, the typical stuff in high school. And then I grew up outside of Philadelphia. It wasn't too far from New York. So I'd go to New York um, and audition for stuff. And I had a couple roles here or there, a role on a soap opera, all this while I was in high school. So then when I graduated, I got into NYU and I went to NYU with the hopes of not studying acting, but just studying English or something more generic so that I could do auditioning and, you know, act on the, on the side or whatnot. About a year into it, I realized that I don't have what it takes to be an actor in the sense that the rejection, uh, you know, was just getting to me and it just, I didn't have the, the passion that I should have had. So it was, and then that I decided I needed to change my major and I've always loved movies, always loved movies and TV, just everything about it. And so it was then that I decided to apply to the film school and do a transfer into that. And I did that about a year and a half in. And so that kind of pushed my career more away from acting, obviously, though I have taken small, small roles in all the films that I've directed and sought out becoming a screenwriter and and director. And then I needed a way to help pay for school and help my thesis film that I was going to do um, get to a higher level. And I had a feeling the way to do that was to have famous actors in it. So I started writing for the good old Washington Square News as a way to like to review movies, interview people at junkets, and so on and so forth. And I did and would take those clippings and send them out to real not real magazines, but send them out to, you know, publications. And I would just go to the bookstore and look at mastheads of magazines. And eventually um, I got a call from Seventeen Magazine and started writing stuff for them. And then I'd get published there and send it out to others. And um, then I started, I got picked up by Maxim Magazine. And um, that became the other as it, it continued and I do it again and again, that became the other path of my career, which not only helped pay for school and whatnot, but while doing it in college, helped me meet actors who I then had in my short film, like James Franco and uh, Dominique Swain, who was big at the time, Eric Christian Olsen, um, uh, Beverly Mitchell from Seventh Heaven. And I was correct in that 
not only is the film good in my opinion as as like quality wise but it's only the names that helped it get the status and the outreach that it did so now my career has been a combination of when i'm not screenwriting or trying to direct i'm back at the journalism stuff um and on and off for the past 20 years i've gone back and forth between the two worlds I directed a, a movie that didn't do very well and really put a bad taste in my mouth. And it was around then that TMZ popped up and they were looking for people with uh, production and journalism background, which I had. Signed on for six months to help um, consult. And I've been there 16 years. Uh, but thankfully, I'm allowed to write scripts and sell projects and whatnot. Wow, that's great. I mean, so it sounds like you know, writing for Washington Square News really helped. Like, what was your time at NYU like? Yeah, my time at NYU was, I guess, once I moved into the film program, um, as well as working with the Washington Square News at the time, I took it very seriously in the sense that my film, my education... Uh, the writing for the newspaper and then the other magazines came first before kind of like a college, like social experience. Mm. And that's kind of my biggest regret looking back is that I didn't really have as many college friends. You know, I didn't really network as much as I should. I didn't really have the full college experience to the extent that I wish I had. That being said, I'm super proud of my college experience and all that I could accomplish. Um, you know, by the age of 19, I was the main party reporter for Us Weekly. And even though I was taking classes during the day and doing my laundry and whatnot at night, even though I was underage, I was going to big movie premieres and parties. I had to get a fake ID and I was interviewing the biggest celebrities and doing junkets and stuff. And it was super cool. And I'm really proud of it. And obviously it helped with my short film, but my, I guess my biggest regret as far as looking back is that I did that too much and didn't really sit back to enjoy, get more of the experience that, of college than I should have. Because when I do look back, I think of things like, oh, I wrote that script that the professor, you know, uh, worked on me with. I, I went and saw speakers, uh, you know, things like that. They, the mem My memories aren't like, oh, I went to that party or that party. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So would, would that inform suggestions you have to current college students to like, you know, enjoy, obviously work hard in the way you did, but enjoy or make the most of the social life as well? Absolutely. I would definitely advise that, but not to, that's also not to negate, you know, the hustle. I think mm -hmm. that you should, uh, you know, my theory has always been, or my motto has always been that nobody's handing me anything on a silver platter. I came from a working class background, you know, no Nepo baby here. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew that the only thing that was going to help me get to another place, unless you're just relying on dumb luck, is hard work. And so I put that hard work in and I still do to this day. And I would always advise putting in that work and thinking outside the box of ways to get to your goals that, and again, that being said, 
you know, maybe that's at 75% during college and 25% is in enjoying the experience a little more. Yeah, interesting. But I, I also think one of my biggest pieces of advice is take advantage of what NYU has to offer in the sense that I remember seeing Al Pacino speak one time, um, which was really cool. And I remember, uh, you know, taking advantage of one of the professors who wasn't even one of my professors to help with a script. I went to Cannes um, with the NYU like a uh, program. Uh, that got sponsored where I, so I went to Cannes and that was huge for me in the sense that not only was it an awesome experience, but um, that's where I got, I met the people from Us Weekly back when I was young. And uh, when I got back to the States, that's when I started that gig. Um, I definitely think networking is a huge thing. I wish I'd done it more within the NYU students. Um just not only to have the social relationships, that would be nice now, but also a lot of them are in the business, you know, and right. um, a lot of them, I look at Adam Sandler, like all his boys from college, you know, he, he hooks them all up. Uh, so I, I wish I had like a crew like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and so if you'll like prognosticate with me, where do you think that that drive and, and your like ability to work hard and, and take advantage of the resources as they presented them to selves to you came from? I think my drive came from being ridiculed, made fun of, bullied as a kid and wanting to prove that I'm worth it, so to speak, or that I'm, I, I have something to offer. Um, and so just having that goal mindset of being able to prove myself and show like even to this day like hey look what became of me you know mm. to all those people who like made fun of me it's still like a driving source and I I have to say like one of my hobbies is I take pictures with celebrities every time I meet them and I have like a thousand and I have to admit that part of that is to make the people who bullied me feel jealous and do you do you feel like that followed you into school or work? Like, have there been times where a work environment didn't feel helpful? And how did you end up dealing with that? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, there's been different environments that I've worked on that have worked in that have done me poorly and done me well. But looking back at the NYU thing, I also took advantage of the internships. And I had like three or four internships when I look back. Um, one was working for Danny DeVito's production company, Jersey Shore at the time. Uh, one was working for a talent manager. One was uh, working for an independent film company. And um, that was definitely a helpful thing in that it taught me different aspects of the business and what interested me and whatnot. But it also showed me you know, what some environments can be. And I've worked in some pretty hostile environments. And so when I became a director, it was very important to me to have a good um, work place for all the people who worked on my sets. You know, this all goes back to my, I didn't know if I wanted to direct or write or both. I did my short film that succeeded in festivals and stuff and immediately got me a movie to direct out in Los Angeles. Wow. that I was not necessarily ready for. So this was right out of your your college thesis? Yeah, I think after 
I, I finished the thesis right as I graduated. I went back to writing for Us Weekly a little while as I got that thesis film out there to festivals and whatnot. And then it got me a manager's attention. I flew out to LA. I met him. I had a meeting with a screenwriter who had a specific script. Met with him. Got attached to direct that movie. Realized I had to move to Los Angeles if I really was going to, you know, put all yeah. I can into that movie. Helped rewrite it and whatnot. And um, at the time it was independent, so helped get cast and helped get money. And and uh, eventually it was bought by the Weinstein Company and distributed. But um, I was thrown kind of right into it, you know. And I had zero confidence, really, as a as a director. I did as a writer, but not as a director. And here I am doing a movie starring Amy Adams, James Vanderbeek, Colin Hanks, all these like big names, and they all have much more experience than I do. And the even like the people on set that I hired were great, but like they all had more experience than I do. So I kind of kowtowed a little bit and I lost my voice in the whole thing. I'm very proud of the movie. I feel like, you know, I was young and I would do it differently now. Wow. I mean, I feel like so many students uh, make fantastic work, like it sounds like you did, but kind of you have a sense of imposter syndrome that, oh, I'm I'm, I'm just a student or I've just graduated and I'm young. How do you, I guess, how did you deal with that? Or if you don't think you dealt with it very well, how, how would you um, suggest young people deal with it? You're 100% right. It took me many years to realize that my voice or my eye as a director or my voice as a screenwriter is what's important, what sets me aside from other people, no matter what it is. And if you try to meld that voice or shape it or just do things formulaically, it will not read and it won't transfer. And that that's really not going to help your career ultimately. But in the beginning, I didn't know that. I think imposter syndrome is a great word. It's such a whirlwind when you have this opportunity right out of school um, that in retrospect, I wish, you know, I'd taken more advantage of. I wish I'd handled it differently. I wish I had that uh, opportunity now. The difference is now I have... I have complete confidence in my writing mm. and, but I'm still trying to prove myself now as a screenwriter. It's just like a constant um, hustle that I'm back to in doing that. And I look back at my early opportunities and wish I'd handled it differently. One of my biggest regrets is that I didn't write anything. I directed the short film and then got that movie. And I'm like, ah, scripts are going to come to me. You know, mm -hmm. I don't need to write anything. And although they did ish, I didn't have anything that was my voice that I could say here, this is what I want to do next. So I wish I'd um, done that too. Listen, I'm someone with a lot of regrets, not just in life and, and everything. And I, I'm not saying it in a negative way. I think everybody, I wouldn't trust anybody who says they have no regrets, but I also don't blame myself to the point with, to the point where I, I didn't know better. You know, I was just doing the best that I could at the time. Yeah. I mean, and it sounds like you've like the lesson you've learned and would pass on is to just trust, trust the value of your own voice when you're yep. given opportunities. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, you know, directing's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard and it takes a certain type of person to really steer that ship. And um, I, you know, learned the hard way that that's probably not me. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And I mean, it sounds like you've also though, like known when to, I won't say jump ship, but like when to make changes within your career, how have you, you know, come to making yeah. those decisions and come to terms uh, with those decisions? Again, I never know if those decisions are right or not, but you know, when I went to TMZ, it was a financial decision for sure. Cause I directed that movie. I mean, the movie did poorly. I was barely making a living doing magazine stuff. This came around. I took it for, I was like, Hey, after all these years of like hustling and making these movies and stuff, it's nice to have like a steady paycheck. Mm -hmm. And so then I, you know, went there and ended up staying for a while and it was hard. It was very hard, you know, establishing the show, establishing my own voice within the show, um, balancing that with what I wanted my other career to be. Um, love my job. So grateful to have it. Um, I feel like I get to exercise my creativity every day, overseeing the show and writing for the show every day. Ironically, I'm on camera every day, which, you know, my old actor self. Yeah, I guess. um I would never have seen that coming. Um, but I never know, you know, I never know what the right move is. I'm I'm do I focus on my screenwriting career? Do I enjoy this, you know, time that I have where I have a steady job and not, not even worry? Um, but personal life comes into uh into it too. Uh, you know, as far as like I'm trying to have a baby now, and you know, finances are really good for that. You know, I want to have the money. Mm -hmm. Um, so maybe I shouldn't focus on my writing or or am I missing out? There's questions that always are in my head and I just have to go with the decision I make at the time and either learn from it and regret it or both or <laughs> um, one or the other. And how have you felt? I mean, right, creative industries have so much rejection and I guess, as you're saying, regret built into them. How, uh, what tools have you found helpful in dealing with that? Therapy, lots of therapy. Uh, no question. I mean, I feel rejection every day still. Every day I try to sell a script or be taken seriously as a screenwriter or whatnot. Um, even at my work at TMZ, are they are people going to like what I write and things like that? I feel like rejection is always there. So therapy helps. And also being able to focus on things outside of work. I'm a big runner, so I run a lot. That's like a meditation for me. I love to travel. I love to see my family. I actually go back to Pennsylvania all the time. Um, I find that that helps balance the jaded part of me that lives out here. Mm. Um, and finding those people, whether they be your family or good friends, um, but it's finding those people because there's a lot of because that's hard too. I've been hurt many times in this business on a friendship kind of basis. Yeah. And I think that jaded me a little much so that I put up some walls now. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's great. Um, therapy. And also I would imagine, although this isn't something I've done really, which I've probably to my own hindrance is talking to other people who are in the same position and supporting one another. You know, my therapist always tells me I should join a group of some kind, whether it's other writers, or even if it's like a, 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 a club or a writing class or a different kind of class or something where I can, you know, get that kind of support elsewhere. And I'm always hesitant, but I think it's a really great idea. 
Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I mean, and that leads me perfectly to my last question, which is like, if you were talking to yourself 20 years ago or whatever it is, or if, if yeah. a young NYU student is listening to this now, like what is one piece of advice you would want them to hear or you would want younger you to hear? Um, I guess the piece of advice would be it's a lot harder than you expect it to be. And you have to prepare yourself for rejection and, and a lot of pain, but you'll find the solace in the creativity and what you can produce and in the work itself, not the success or the fame or whatever it is that you're kind of searching for. It's actually going to be the quality of what you can, can, come up with that will give you the best feeling in the end mm. and then i'd also say you know as i said before like don't take it too seriously enjoy your your time a little more and um keep up the hustle but it's not all about just making it yeah i mean that's really i think that's great advice sure um well, thank you so much. I mean, I, I so appreciate your time and your honesty. I think this is going to be really valuable for people to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say, going back with that, explore the NYU, um, you know, uh, society, so to speak, the uh, alumni, things like that. I think I've noticed through the years, people who have graduated from NYU, um, when they find another grad, are very helpful and open and it just gives you sometimes the leg up that you need. Yeah. That's great advice. Well, yeah. Thank you so much. Absolutely. My pleasure. This has been Sean Merchant with another episode of All in a Day's Work. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about the services that are offered at the NYU Wasserman Center, you can log into our career portal, Handshake, through your NYU homepage. Today's episode was hosted by me, Sean Merchant, with episode guest Matthew Colweiss. We're produced by Sarah Rosenthal and Sean Merchant, and edited by Sean Merchant and Ben Barzilai. That's all in today's work. Thanks for listening.